At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Hey, it's Doug Gottlieb. You know our trusted partner, TireRack.com, has their fast, free shipping, free roadhouse protection, convenient installation options, and their selection of the best tires, like the highly consumer-rated Bridgestone Weather peak but did you know they sell other automotive products as well wheels brakes and suspension just to name a few everything you need to elevate your drive just go to tirerackcom slash sports tirerack.com it's the way the tire buying should be hey it's jonas knox 56 percent of job seekers say their biggest challenge is finding a job that matches their qualifications according to an express employment professionals harris poll survey the job search can be a lonely process but express employment professionals can be your one connection to finding a job that fits each year hundreds of thousands of people find work through their local express office find the location near you at expresspros.com with no fees for job seekers visit expresspros.com Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet that's right up to fifteen hundred dollars again sign up using code buckeye and receive up to fifteen hundred dollars back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet BetMGM and game sense remind you to play responsibly 21 plus and present in ohio subject to eligibility requirements rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days gambling problem call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with mgm northfield park that's 1-800-GAMBLER I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Thanks for listening to the best of the Doug Gottlieb Show podcast. Be sure to catch us live every weekday from 3 to 6 p.m. Eastern Time. That's 12 to 3 Pacific on Fox Sports Radio. Find your local station for the Doug Gottlieb Show at foxsportsradio.com or stream us live every day on the iHeartRadio app by searching FSR. This is the best of the Doug Gottlieb Show on Fox Sports Radio. What up, America? Doug Gottlieb Show. Fox Sports Radio. Hope you are having a spectacular day. You deserved it, right? Weekend. Head out to the lake? River? Ocean? Where you going? What are you doing? I don't know, but we're happy to have you with us in the meantime. The Doug Gottlieb Show. Uh, coming to you live uh, for an additional day here at... Um, 
Indian Acres. Indian Acres is a, a camp for boys, and uh, my 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 kids go. There's a girls' camp as well, Forest Acres. My kids go here. This is year five for them. Would have been year six, obviously. Last year they didn't have it. It's tucked away near the White Mountains of New Hampshire, but over across the main border, and it is just awesome. It's just awesome. And so I come up here uh, once a camp. And I do from a day to a couple of days of like, you know, basketball work with them. And they have a really neat, neat gym. And then it rained today. And so we had a lot of kids in the gym and we're trying to follow some COVID protocols of some kind. And so we decided let's play dodgeball. And uh, I don't know if you guys know this, but I am an unbelievable dodgeball player. I, 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 well, there look three kids in the infirmary, but that's their fault. That is not my fault. They weren't supposed to be headshots, but don't duck down when a ninety mile an hour dodgeball is coming at your face. Uh, they'll recover. Uh, they'll they'll have to wear that same sort of mask that we saw uh, in the Western Conference Finals. They, they'll recover. One's gonna have to have some plastic shirt. I'm kidding on all this, but we did play dodgeball. It was awesome. Anyway, thanks for uh, the folks at uh, Indian Forest Acres for for letting me do this. It's it's so much fun. Discover matches all the cash back and you're, you're on your credit card at the end of your first year. It's amazing because Discover is accepted 99% of the place in the U.S. to take credit cards. Learn more at discover.com slash yes, 2021 Nielsen Report. Limitations apply. Um, I will talk about uh, Hard Knocks and what's going to happen there. The team that they're going to follow has been named. But I, I thought this was actually, this has become the biggest topic of the day. And that, that's kind of one of our things, right? Is like, Look, we get a chance here to hear other, everybody else do a, a, a sports radio story, and we could lead with the Bucks taking down the Hawks, even though neither of the two stars played last night. We could talk some Wimbledon, uh, Wimbledon as uh, Novak Djokovic wins in three sets, and if he wins this event, does he now solidify himself as the greatest of all time after beating, uh, after, after Joker uh, won the French Open, which obviously Rafa has has dominated. I'm not going to talk soccer. I'm not going to talk NFL. Well, I will talk a little NFL. This one is interesting to me. Okay. Shikari Richardson is a sprinter and she, I mean, she was unbelievable at the Olympic trials and she's been DQ'd from the national team because she popped positive for weed. And what I tweeted is what I felt. And this is the great thing about having a radio show, which is you're allowed to go into further detail about what you tweet. You're allowed to admit it is stupid to test for weed and equally stupid to smoke it when preparing for the biggest sporting event in your life, knowing they're going to test you for it. Here's the football correlation. In football, every year they, they have uh, two things. They have the, the, the scouting combine, but every NFL player has off-season testing, okay? Off-season testing. But the, the football combine testing is what NFL executives consider not a drug test, but an IQ test. That's what they do. They call it an IQ test. Ask any NFL executive, front office or otherwise, and they will say that if you fail a drug test, a, and you even for weed, which in 19 states is legal, you have failed the IQ test. You are, in fact, a dumbass. And that's my feeling about Shikari Richardson. No, I, I have no sympathy. I don't. Do I think it's dumb to still test for weed? I do. 
There, there has never been any sort of data that, that shows it is a performance enhancer and it is no longer considered a drug of addiction. So there really isn't a viable medical or sports-based logic for why you test, why you should test for marijuana. That said, everybody, and I mean everybody who competes for the Olympics knows what you can and cannot have in your system, especially sprinters. I, especially sprinters. If you go back and look at the long lineage of, uh, of runners in not just Russia or China, but our country as well, Canada with Ben Johnson, the greats are all are are all tested time and again because they we know everybody's looking for an edge. And I didn't say marijuana gave you an edge. Matter of fact, you could you could ask yourself that doesn't actually do the opposite. When you're trying to manage your weight and be in perfect physical condition, you know, if you if you smoke a bowl a couple nights for your, your race, are you less likely to get up and do the right thing? You know, and even if you say, well, I just use it to sleep like, you know, the rules, you know, the rules. I like and, and every one, every writer. Every athlete that comes out and says all of the same thing, this is dumb, I'm with her, then you're with stupid. You should wear one of those shirts you can buy at Walmart, at Target, or wherever. I'm with stupid, because you are. And I'm not saying she's dumb in life. I'm saying in this particular case, it's a dumbass move, and everybody knows it. And look, I would even say the same thing about this new push for Reggie Bush to have his Heisman back. Like, I don't think he should have given him back the Heisman. The fact that Reggie Bush doesn't have his Heisman and O.J. Simpson does have his Heisman is kind of laughable hypocrisy. That said, everyone knew, everyone knew you could not take money from an agent. And by the way, this is just like, this is, you know, steroids in baseball, whatever. If it wasn't wrong at the time, why did Reggie Bush deny it so fervently? Why did he separate himself from his stepfather? and say, this was not even me. I had no knowledge. Why wouldn't you meet with the NCAA? Because everyone knew, including you, you weren't supposed to do it. And instead of mounting a charge to take down the rule, you simply violated the rule. Then when you get caught with the rule, you're like, that's a bad rule. Ever got pulled over for speeding and thought to yourself, I, I wasn't going to harm anybody. Right? Like in Southern California, I guess technically they can pull you over for one mile an hour to speed limit. I was told it's nine. I've had other people say it's four or whatever. But if you're on a 55, a 55 mile an hour freeway and there's nobody there and everybody's going 70 miles an hour, like I'm going 73, 74. Why are you pulling me over? Unless I'm weaving and swerving and I'm dangerous. Why? And the answer is because they can. But you're you're not going to the state board and trying to change the speed limit. You're not trying to make a change societally. You're not going, you know, to your, your city council to try and kind of move from the bottom up. No, what you're doing is you got caught speeding and then you're blaming it on the rule. In life, we deal with bad rules. There are bad rules aplenty. You name the sport. It's got a bad rule. 
Right? You name the sport, it's got a bad rule. I mean, look, the, the NFL's rule where if the ball goes into the end zone and out of bounds, it's a touchback and the opposite team gets it is a terrible rule. But everybody knows the rule. Just like Reggie Bush knew the rules, just like Shikari Richardson knew the rules. I, it, it, it stinks. Uh, our, our, one of our best, if not our best female sprinter won't represent our country. And I'm not even, I'm not some moral police saying, well, I don't want her representing. Yeah, I want her. She's great. I, I want to represent our country. And, and smoking a bowl doesn't mean that she's a bad person in any way. I have nothing. She's not morally corrupt. I'm not, I'm not an idiot, right? I know how society's going. But you can't do it. I mean, this is, this is Pete Rose 101, right? And by the way, Shakari Richardson was on the Today Show t- earlier today. And what did she say? I knew the rule. I knew I shouldn't have done it. Uh, you know, we can make all kinds of. This is Shakari Richardson on, on the Today Show. I want to take responsibility for my actions. I know what I did. I know what I'm supposed to do. And I still made that decision, but not making an excuse or looking for any empathy in my case. Right now, I'm just putting all of my time and energy into dealing with what I need to deal with to heal myself. So if I'm allowed to receive that blessing, then I'm grateful for it. But if not right now, I'm going to just focus on myself yeah i mean like i I feel bad for her you you train four years for immortality right for immortality you 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 train for there there's a there's an allowance for the type of spikes you're able to use there's an allowance in in sprinting right for a a certain miles an hour of wind at your back to set a world record it's not your fault if all of a sudden when you ran, there was a stiffer breeze and you went over the mark for, for world record. But we have to, we have rules for a reason. Marijuana is banned during in-competition periods, which are defined beginning 11.59 p.m. on the day before a competition and ending at the conclusion. Athletes may have up to 150 nanograms per milliliter of THC, the main psychoactive substance in marijuana, without causing a positive test. You can even smoke weed. You just can't smoke weed that close to your event and just don't smoke, you know, you can't do the Cheech and Chong it right right before a big event. That appears to be what she's done. I don't know how many nanograms it is, and I don't care. You know what the best way to not test positive for marijuana is? You guys aware of this? Listen, if you don't know, I I got the secret here, okay? Don't smoke weed. That's it. Like three months before, six months before, you're like, I'm going to make the Olympics. They're going to test me. I'm giving up smoking weed. Because no one gets, no one tests positive for that amount of weed in their system the first time they've ever smoked. So it stinks for our Olympic team, but the, it's the same as the Reggie Bush. It's the same as so many other athletes. It's the same in society. Don't complain about the rule after you've gotten caught violating the rule. Regardless of the level of intelligence of that rule. 
Be sure to catch the live edition of the Doug Gottlieb Show weekdays at 3 p.m. Eastern, noon Pacific on Fox Sports Radio and the iHeartRadio app. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is uncanny usa he says somebody's in the house and i screamed listen to uncanny usa wherever you get your bbc podcasts if you dare you've put it off long enough it's time to replace your tires tire rack has the tires that'll elevate your drive touring tires for commuter comfort Performance tires for sporty handling, all-terrain tires for on- and off-road adventure. Go to TireRack.com to get started. Not sure where to begin? Use the Tire Decision Guide to get a personalized tire recommendation. The right tires for how, what, and where you drive. Choose from a full line of Firestone tires. Ship fast and free to a recommended installer near you. Or choose the convenience of mobile tire installation. They'll bring your new tires to your home or office and install them on site. It doesn't get much easier than that. Go to TireRack.com sports to see their Firestone test results, tire ratings, and consumer reviews. Be sure to check out all the current special offers. Great tires at a great deal. What more could you ask for? That's TireRack.com sports. TireRack.com, the way tire buying should be. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet. That's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus and present in Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. The best conversations I have with my colleagues are the ones that happen when no one is looking, when we're not 100% sure yet what to write. Hopefully, having conversations like this can help you figure out your own point of view. That's kind of our job as Washington Post opinions columnists. I'm Charles Lane, Deputy Opinion Editor. And I'm Amanda Ripley, a contributing columnist. We're going to bring you into these conversations on a new podcast called Impromptu. Follow Impromptu now, wherever you listen. Pat Forty joins us, senior writer, Sports Illustrated, and more importantly, dad of Olympian. Dad of Olympian. Pat, how are you? I'm good. That still sounds a bit surreal, but it's nice to hear. Um, your daughter is an Olympic swimmer in what event? What 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 event? The four by two hundred freestyle relay. Okay, so 
now in the in the in the two hundred freestyle, she finished in what place? Sixth place. Sixth place. But she got on the she's on the relay team. Okay, so uh, in 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 sequence, which was first? Was the 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 two hundred free first, or was the relay first in ter- at the at the trials? Well, they, they, there was no relay at the trials. What they do is they take the six top finishers in that event and they make put them on the relay for the Olympics. Uh, but the 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 catch here that has always been the case. Uh, yes. But the catch was that they were close to the twenty six swimmer limit that you can take to the Olympics. And it went down to the literal last event of the entire meet to find out whether she was going to make it in or not. And fortunately, she did make it in. Okay, wait, wait, wait. So this is great. This actually helps me with the, with the discussion about Shikari Richardson, right? Which is this. Okay, so the last last event of the meet was what? Was the 50 freestyle. Okay, and was she in it? Was somebody who was trying for that last spot in it? She was, yeah, she was not in it. She was, she was basically a bubble team hoping that a bid stealer didn't uh, jump up and win the conference tournament. <laughs> who is the young lady who just, just missed that last spot? Uh, well, I, you know, technically, I don't know. That would be like the fourth place person in the 50 freestyle. Who I don't know who that is off the top of my head. Maybe Linnea Mack from UCLA. Okay. I mean, can you, I'm like... Uh, just imagine being her, right? You're like, look, we're at the limit. We're at the 26 limit. Like, that's not fair. Like, sorry, that, those are those are in fact the rules. What is it like to watch your kid compete? Because at least when it's your daughter, okay, she, Brooke, uh, by the way, uh, Brooke Ford, uh, who who swims for Stanford. And if you followed Pat throughout when she was a kid, you know, it's all these pictures of on social media of of going to these swim meets, which are just. I've been told just the worst, right? Like they're all day, <laughs> right? You can't really see anyway. Um, what's it like though, to watch her compete? Like she has to manage her emotions, but you are completely powerless in this thing. What's it like? Yeah, no, I mean, I mean, first of all, it's, you know, it's incredibly thrilling, but it is unbelievably stressful and agonizing. And, you know, there are, a lot of important milestones along the way, NCAA championships, world championships, things like that. But there is one Olympics, and the chances of making it are slim. And, you know, usually it's only the top two in each individual event, top six in relay events. Uh, and, and so, you know, it's, it's, an every, it's a once in a literal once in a lifetime for her. because She's not going to swim professionally after she's done with college. And to have it come down the way it did to – you know, she needs to touch out a couple people by a couple tenths of a second in her individual event, but then sit around and wait for 96 hours to find out whether she's going to make it uh, was really the most kind of excruciating thing I've ever been through in ter- terms of sports. Stug Outlip show here on Fox Sports Trader. That's the voice of Pat Ford. He wrote about this journey. Uh, you can read that in Sports Illustrated or simply follow him on social media. It is spectacularly written. And once you're the parent of anybody in athletics, you, you completely understand it, right? Like when my son used, when he yeah. pitched, I pace. When he bat- plays basketball, I can't, I football, I get, I, I never got nervous playing. I, I completely get nervous. Okay. Shikari Richardson. She's going to Olympics. She's a gold medal hopeful. She's a spectacular athlete. She's unbelievable at her discipline. She gets popped for marijuana. I'll give you my take. 
I have no sympathy. I'm sorry. It sucks. I don't think they should still test for weed, but everyone and their brother who competes for the Olympics knows they test for weed. And so as dumb as the rule is, it's equally dumb to come anywhere close to the 150 nanograms that you can have in your system. Agree, disagree, discuss. Uh, Agree 95%. I mean, I I do have sympathy for her because it's just a a horrible thing to have happened to you. Um, I can feel bad for her while also saying, yeah, she brought this on herself. I mean, this was a clear violation of a clear rule. And I know from my daughter being drug tested hundreds of times what the banned substances are and what the penalties are. And, you know, I mean, it's all clear as day. There is no gray area involved. Um, you know, if you're going to uh, take a banned substance you are, and, and be good enough then to, to make the team and you know you're going to be tested, then you've basically just asked for it. And so I feel terrible for her. Um, you know, she's had some difficult life circumstances. You want to see those kind of people have the, all the success they can. Uh, but at the same time, it's pretty simple. If you don't smoke it, you can't get caught and you can't, you're, and you're on the team. Let, let, let's talk name, image, and likeness. You've covered college sports for years. And you, you among others, have been like, hey, this, this, makes, this makes total sense. I, of course, was on the other side of it. But, but more for all the other kind of ramifications when when because right now it's a little bit wild when it settles down how do you think it affects let's just say college football i mean i, I think it's going to have a, a a positive somewhat unintended consequence or an unanticipated consequence is i think that there are a lot of places where athletes that are successful in football will have a chance to make money that, that maybe will give them a, a, a greater interest in going to those places than going to Alabama or Clemson or Ohio State. You know, if you look at it, I mean, Boise State has a rabid football following. If you're the star quarterback at Boise State, guess what? You stand to make some money. Uh, if you're the best player at Fresno State, you stand to make some money. If you are uh, at, you know, a lot of these places that are college towns, uh, you know, Starkville, Mississippi, while it's not a big town, Mississippi State has boosters, and they'll be happy to throw some money your way. Uh, then would you want that? you want to be the, the big dog in Starkville, or do you want to be the 19th guy at, in, in Tuscaloosa? I, you know, so I think that there are opportunities here where this may actually level what has never been a very level playing field. It's, it's never going to get level, but it's not going to get worse. I think it could get a little bit better. Oh, I, I think it'll get worse. I think it'll get it? worse. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, look, the great schools, the great the great programs are great because of the investment of people. And that investment will just turn to buying players would be you, I'll tell you the most interesting part is most of the people who have made the most money immediately off of uh, off of their name. It's because that they have TikTok and Instagram followers. There's a young gymnast at LSU. I can't remember her name. It doesn't matter to me. But Olivia Dunn. Right. Okay. So there's the gymnast at UCLA is actually awesome. Right. I don't remember her getting some big deal. One at LSU is. And why? Because on Instagram. So I looked at her Instagram, like of the 20 pictures I looked at, 17 of them are of her backside. Like that's really what that that's what people are investing in. Like she's a she's a very she's a very attractive young gymnast. I don't believe she's competing for the Olympics. It's not based upon skill. It's based eh, a little bit on skill, but mostly on she's an IG model. That's that's really what it is, which is crazy because the whole push for this thing 
was for the college athletes that are helping make money for universities and conferences in college football and college basketball, and I don't think they're going to benefit nearly as much. Yeah, no, well, I, I mean, look, I agree with that premise, that, that I'm not sure this is any great advancement, especially for women's athletics, you know, uh, that you, you would like to see Paige Beckers and some of the other All-Americans, whether they're from, you know, South Carolina, Mississippi State, uh, Stanford, wherever, be compensated more than the, you know, the prettiest gymnast at, at LSU uh, or wherever. Um, you know, I, I mean, what it is, is it basically hews to the fact that social media is largely a beauty platform. And so that's where that's coming from. But, but I agree that I, I don't think this necessarily uh, accelerates any respect for women athletes, uh, at least some of the early returns for this. Hopefully that changes as we go along. Do, do, uh, do you think it keeps... I think basketball players, the most, do you think it keeps athletes in school longer? Uh, I, I think there probably will be some of that. I don't know how much. Um, you know, I guess we got to see, you know, how lucrative this is. If it's enough that, you know, if you're from a struggling family and you are, a, you know, a very fringe professional product, but you can make – I don't know, 35000 50000 or whatever in a year, and you can help out the family and still stay in school and, and pursue an education because you're, because you're getting a draft grade that says seventh round in the NFL or second round or no round in the NBA, maybe so. You know, maybe it's the kind of thing where you can find a kind of a middle ground where it's going gonna, it's gonna to keep more borderline prospects uh, from making a decision that, that ultimately isn't going to help them. Um, are you getting to go to the Olympics? I ask because though it's in a bubble, as a journalist, I'm sure you could talk to the Sports Illustrated people. Like, are you are you going to be able to go? Oh, I was always going. <laughs> Brooke was a Brooke was a question mark. I was always in. So um, I am in. I am going. I might be the only American parent of an Olympian who's there, which I feel very lucky about. But also, I feel kind of bad. Almost like you know, how did I get this? But hey, being a sports writer occasionally is not a bad job to have. Yeah, well, listen, you get all those great fancy buffets that people think we get, right? All that great, you know, all, all the perks of sitting at the very top of a stadium to watch a college football game. Uh, so, you know, all those perks that this is just, this is just one of them. Um, when did she have the dream? When, did, when was the first time she's like, Dad, I want to swim in the Olympics? I don't know that she ever said those words out loud. Um, you know, I think that it was kind of always there, but she was a little bit reticent to really, like, enunciate that this is what I'm going for. And there was, frankly, there was a lot of other things she she really wanted, I think, you know, that were more realistic. College scholarship to a good school. Be part of a good college team. Have fun with those teammates. And then, you know, as she kept progressing, like I could say in 2012 watching her, you know, that 2020 was going to be her best chance. Now, it turned out to be 21, obviously. But you could tell that far Back, you know, when she was like 13. Uh, but then there was still a lot of, you know, you've got to keep getting better and keep getting better and keep getting better. And then it was probably in 2018, she was really good at the national championships. And you could say, oh, well, she's definitely going to have a chance. But the last year going through the COVID situation and a bunch of other stuff was very difficult. I just, I, I we got to have Ron. I got to know how you, how you do, how you get in the pool every day. I mean, it is just solitude and the training is, you know, whereas so many of the other sports, I mean, in most every other sport, we're just so used to it, it being 
whatever you do, everybody else is watching. And they're still watching and cheering, but you're under the water. There's just so much more to it in terms of the training and the, the mental aspect of it. It has to be fascinating, absolutely fascinating. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I mean, look, I, I played high school football and basketball. And so, you know, and like you obviously played basketball, they, practices were pretty fun. You got to scrimmage. There's yes. no scrimmaging in swimming. No. So there's none of that. You are, your face is in the water and you're staring at a black line as your lungs feel like they're going to burst for hours at a time. So it is a tough, tough training sport. But the rewards can be worth it. Going to the Olympics. Well, you know what it is? Good genes. Good genes. Her, her, <laughs> From her, her mother. Mom. Her mom. Yeah, her mom. That's, that's exactly what. Pat, good to catch up, man. Let's talk soon. All right. Thanks, Doug. Be sure to catch the live edition of the Doug Gottlieb Show weekdays at 3 p.m. Eastern, noon Pacific. What up, Doug Gottlieb Show? Fox Sports Radio. Man, hope you're having a good day. We'll talk some NBA hoop in a second. Discover matches all the cash back. You earn your credit card at the end of your first year. It's amazing because Discover is accepted 99% of the place in the U.S. to take credit cards. Learn more at discover.com slash yes, 2021 Nielsen Report. Limitations apply. Uh, the, the Milwaukee Bucks took a three games to two series lead over the Atlanta Hawks. No Giannis, no Trey Young. So what does that mean? Brooke Lopez. We knew all you knew Brooke Lopez was going to dominate one of these games. Kidding. 33 points. And seven rebounds. Uh, Chris Middleton, 26 and 13 with eight assists. Bobby Portis, 22 and eight. I, I, I need you guys to be honest with me. Gavin, did you watch any of the game? I did not. Ramos? That would be zero. Okay. Buyer, you're a Wisconsinite, yeah. a Buck fan. Did you watch any the of the entire game? thing? Every single <laughs> second. Yes. I can't, I can't, is he? Is no, he I'm dead serious. Why, yeah, why would I miss it? I mean, it's, you know, it's game yeah. five. They needed it to win. Yeah, right, absolutely. Right. Um, okay, give me your impression of the game. Don't do impressions, I know. <laughs> I, I know that joke is <laughs> Don't worry. I mean, the, the Bucks rode a wave of energy for the first, uh, for the first quarter. They, they were up 20 early. I thought it was very important for Drew Holiday to assert himself because he actually has not been good for the Bucks offensively. Overall, when you look at his body of work in the playoffs, he you know, we talk about Giannis, we talk about Middleton, but Drew Holiday has not been there and I thought that he was a big part of it. Bobby Portis gets that place moving with uh, energy and as you started out, Brooke Lopez was a beast down low and uh had a had a great game last night. Still short-handed, but all of those guys getting off on the right foot last night was the reason they jumped out to 20 and still kind of basically kept Atlanta at arm's length throughout. I think maybe yeah. six points was the closest Atlanta it, got. It never, it never felt like it was a, you know, in the NBA, it's like everybody makes a run, but it never really felt like it was in doubt. Just never did. Whereas, whereas in game, uh, game four, in game four, Atlanta badly outplayed Milwaukee in the first half. And before Giannis got hurt, it got to like seven. And you're like, I think Milwaukee's probably going to win this game. That's what it felt like, right? At least to me. And 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 similarly, they had just way better energy uh, in the first half of that game. But it felt like Milwaukee. It did not feel that way at all last night. It didn't feel like Atlanta had any any real shot to me. Yeah. Um, it was just a matter of if the Bucks were going to collapse. That was the, the, the for as great as Bogdanovich was again shooting the basketball. They just didn't necessarily have enough to. So if the Hawks were going to win, Milwaukee was going to have to do some really stupid stuff down 
Milwaukee's going to have to lose it. Yes. More than, yeah. Right. Yeah. They're going to they're have to better lose way it. of saying it. Yep. Okay. So th- what, what we have just circled, what, what we have just kind of figured out is exactly what the NBA kind of issue is going to be, which is no matter how good the games are, it's going to be a struggle to get people to watch. And, and that's, and even if you have Giannis, like he's just, for whatever reason, not totally a a box office draw. Is that is that unfair, buyer? Like you know, like no, it's that's that's fair. I think, think there there are very few NBA stars that can bring in a casual viewer. Yeah, yeah, and uh, and the Milwaukee team's interesting, but I just. You know, and and Phoenix, obviously, people like Chris Paul and want Chris Paul to succeed. But let's be honest, it's the, Chris, we, we see plenty of Chris Paul on the ads, but it doesn't feel like he's as maybe as dynamic a personality or a player as, say, a LeBron or a Kevin Durant or a Steph Curry are. You know, there's just a different level of popularity with those guys as opposed to where uh, where he is. Um yeah, Gavin, go ahead. This was one of the first times where I really started to agree with that whole Warriors and dynasties being good for the league and, and television, because it is a tough watch right now with these two teams, and they well, don't have their stars. Can, can I make a counterpoint to that, yeah, Doug? Of course, okay. no. The counterpoint is in those other playoffs, we didn't really care, I don't think, about the first two rounds of the NBA playoffs, where I was to say this time around, we cared about those series. We cared about Lakers Suns. We cared about, um, you know, Bucks Nets in the the semifinals. We cared about the Clippers run, whoever they were playing. When it was so dominant with the Cavs and Warriors, I just felt we waited to the Eastern Conference Finals or even the NBA Finals to actually really get invested to what was happening. Uh, yeah, yeah, that's that's exactly it. I I, comp- I I agree with both of you guys. I just think, you know, it's like this is going to be the second straight year for the NBA where last year it was played up against the NFL, and this year it's no one who anybody thinks is either the two best teams or the, or the most dynamic people in it. And that's just very, very difficult. It's difficult. You know, I think the difference is in movies – in movies, we were talking about Will Smith Fourth of July films, right? Remember that? That was earlier this week. Like, what's your favorite Will Smith Fourth of July movie? I think that somehow became a topic of conversation. In movies, like you can have great movies that don't have well-known actors, but it's really hard to get the box office push until you get word of mouth. Like, hey, man, have you gone and seen? I mean, I'm trying to think of, you know, like Game of Thrones... How many years was Game of Thrones on before it became a, a thing? Yeah, it was or, like at least probably two or three years. Right, where you're, you're trying to get somebody to watch Ozark, you go like, hey, Jason Bateman's in. Like, oh, I like Jason Bateman. Oh, I said, sure. You know, I was, I'm watching uh, Loki. Um, is it uh, Owen Wilson's in Loki, right? And you're like, uh, you try and get somebody like, hey, I'm, I'm watching Loki. It's a really good, I watched the fourth episode last night. Like, what is that? It's on Disney Plus. It's a Marvel. Loki is a character from Avengers movies or whatever. He's the, the uh, what is he? He's the, he's the, he's the God of, um, mischief. of mischief, of mischief, right? He's a God of mischief. So, um, so I, I, it's, it's very, very interesting to me that 
in order to like I was throwing out and it's a it's a completely different look at Loki as a character. Like there's a total a, a ton of depth to it. It's very interesting. There's love. There's there's a bunch to it. I think it's quite good. But I got to tell you that when I saw Owen Wilson in it midway through the first episode, I realized I was probably still watching because Owen Wilson was in it. Ramos, did you have that same experience or or did you just love it straight away? I liked it straight away, but you're right. Owen Wilson does add a little bit of the star power, as we would say. It, it, it legitimizes it. it. It legitimizes it. Totally legitimizes it. You know? And um, that that's what I... That's what I, I, I believe to be the case with... And for the NBA, now, obviously, we think Giannis is going to be back. But like last night, try to get somebody who's a a non-Bucks fan or doesn't cover sports the way that I cover sports or I uh, cover sports and is a Bucks fan the way that Dan Beyer is, you know? Like, do you want to watch the Atlanta Hawks without Trey Young? Not really. Against the Bucks without Giannis? No. No. So I think we'll have one of the two. I, I think Giannis will come back sooner. Um, although... The problem is, and I think, Byer, did you say this going back yesterday, which is if they win game five, we won't see him in game six unless there's a game seven? Yeah, that's what I thought would would probably be the case. They Not that they can afford to play, you know, with it, to to risk it, but I think that if there is any question that now they do have a little, at least a little leeway. I think I think Atlanta really has a good chance to win Game Six. I know that you think that the Bucks are going to wrap it up, but with Trey Young or without Trey Young, Milwaukee hasn't shown a you know the when they've gotten up in series, there's usually a letdown after. At least that's what we've seen this time around. So I don't think it's out of the question. Nope. Don't think it's out of the question. Uh, go ahead. And, and and I was I was also going to say this. It's funny because John Ramos will will send a text maybe like during the Clipper series, and I had to tell John, "You're talking about not wanting uh, watching the games." I haven't watched the Clippers or Suns games live. I've ended up recording them and watching it later. But so to your point, my fandom of Milwaukee being in has obviously made me watch it. But even with Suns Clippers. It would tip off what six o'clock local time here. I and mean, there's times yeah. maybe I wouldn't start the DVR up until seven o'clock. You know, the guy would just stay off Twitter and end up watching the game. So I can understand what you're saying because even with the other series, because I don't have a rooting interest, that was even probably the more of the marquee series of these two, and my interest waned a little bit in that series. I could delay an hour. I could. It would be fine being off Twitter during that time and, and watching the game as as I did. Yeah, I um, I think that uh, here's what I think you'll find. And by the, you're on the West Coast, you would prefer, honestly, as your kid gets a little bit older, to be on the East Coast. Like I always found sure, that yes. the late night games, like either you, you're like, yeah, I'll be on duty late, like whatever. I'm watching, I'm watching hoop or I'm watching football. And then also once they get to be where they're like awake and moving around, they finally go to bed at like seven. And then, you know, you have yeah. an hour or so with your wife and then she's exhausted. She goes to bed. You're like, great. Everybody's asleep. Now I can crank up the whole TV. That is I a- loved I loved being on the East Coast and everybody being asleep and watching sports. <laughs> <in the basement. laughs> that's that's the exact scenario that, that I had at my house. Six o'clock, it was tough because baby's still awake and you're doing different things. But again, 
I found a way to make sure that I watched the last night and made sure that I watched every second of, of the game. But it just wasn't as important, the Western Conference Finals, for me to watch it in real time. So I was able to watch it later on. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's it's going to be tough to get people watching. I'm just you know, and and I would I would also say this: it has nothing to nothing to do with media markets. All it, I, in my mind of like, oh, you need New York and L.A. It, you you need LeBron or Durant or Steph Curry. That's what I think it. I think it has nothing yes. to do with the, the size of Milwaukee or Phoenix. It's those names that are the ones that do it. And I, I mean. It, you see that in a lot of other sports. There are a lot of stars in, in sports. You know, World of Golf, a perfect example. Hideki Matsuyama has been a name that we've known for, for years, but that doesn't move the needle. John Rahm winning the U.S. Open doesn't move the needle. It's not to say that they aren't good players or Rahm was number one in the world. They're just not Tiger or Phil, for that matter, and that's the same thing with the NBA. I completely agree. That's it, It's the mistake that people make. Now, if you're in a major media market, does it? Does it help if you have one of those big names with you? Yes, but but if if it was uh, if it was LeBron and Anthony Davis winning the West against the Bucks, it would be a ratings bonanza. It just would. If it was Steph Curry and Clay Thompson against the Bucks, it would do quite well. I, I'm not. I don't know about. I actually don't know if Kevin Durant and Kyrie Irving and James Harden would do that well. I, that one I'd be interested in only because. And, I, and they're in a major media market, but they're, they're such an afterthought in that media market. They, they truly are. I mean, a complete afterthought. Um, and there is something about those guys that is just not beloved by fans, right? Like Kyrie is just not. Now, Kyrie is respected for his talent, but I don't think he's beloved. Kevin Durant is respected for his talent, but I don't think he's beloved. And I think James Harden is respected for his offensive talent, but he's not beloved. That one would have been a really interesting test case, right? To see, because I, they were going to win the East. They were the, when they were healthy, they were the best team in the East. They, they, they just had too much talent. And now with them out, obviously there's a dramatic talent. Rate. And, and no, I don't know if anybody is mentioning, that's one of the things that I think is actually hurting the league most. It's not the super teams. It's that the, when the super teams aren't in it, like James Harden, Kevin, Dur- uh, Kevin Durant, and Kyrie Irving are good enough on their own, on their own, to have a team deep in the NBA playoffs. But now when you are all on one team, where's all the other talent? You know, you have when you have these groups of two or three of the top 10 or 15 players in the NBA, and you have it in Golden State, you have it in in both L.A. teams, and you have it in Brooklyn. I'm trying to think where else you have it. When you have the, those are like of the top 10 players in the NBA, that is one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, nine of them. Nine of the unequivocal top 15 players in the, in the NBA are on those four teams, and none of them are playing. So yes, the Bucks are good. I, I'm with you. There was just something to their energy. You wondered if they could keep it up, and then they figured out that uh, that they had a massive mismatch inside with Brooke Lopez. He took advantage, and the rest. This is Mike Budenholzer after the game. This is Mike. 
to you know give ourselves a chance and Brooke getting to the paint, Brooke scoring there was was good. He's done it, you know, really his whole career. So credit to him. I thought Bobby was great. You know, both those guys played well together. Chris and Drew, um, I think, set the table the way they came out to start the first quarter. We got to get ready to do it again now. Just noticing that you know the communication, the trying to find a way to help the team any way he can. You know, even when um, you know he's not able to dress and play and. I just I saw a guy that was you know locked in and trying to, to, to talk to his teammates and be there with them and you know, that's what we need from everybody. Fox Sports Radio has the best sports talk lineup in the nation. Catch all of our shows at foxsportsradio.com and within the iHeartRadio app, search FSR to listen live. Hey, what's up, everybody? It's me, three-time Pro Bowler Levar Arrington, and I couldn't be more excited to announce a new podcast called Up on Game. What is Up on Game, you ask? along with my fellow pro bowler, T.J. Hushmanzada, and Super Bowl champion, yep, that's right, Plexico Burris. You can only name a show with that type of talent on it. Up on game. We're going to be sharing our real-life experiences loaded with teachable moments. Listen to Up on Game with me, LeVar Arrington, T.J. Hushmanzada, and Plexico Burris on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts from. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bed 365 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. You've put it off long enough. It's time to replace your tires. Tire Rack has the tires that'll elevate your drive. Touring tires for commuter comfort, performance tires for sporting handling, all-terrain tires for on- and off-road adventure. Go to TireRack.com to get started. Not sure where to begin? Use the Tire Decision Guide to get a personalized tire recommendation. The right tires for how, what, and where you drive. Choose some full line of Yokohama tires. Ship fast and free to a recommended installer near you or choose the convenience of mobile tire installation. They'll bring your new tires to your home or office and install them on site. It doesn't get much easier than that. Go to TireRack.com sports to see their Yokohama test results, tire ratings, and consumer reviews. Be sure to check out all the current special offers. Great tires at a great deal. What more could you ask for? That's TireRack.com sports, TireRack.com, the way tire buying should be. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. 
you don't win your first bet. That's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President, Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. The 2024 presidential campaign features two candidates who are very well-known to Americans. And yet, there's complexity at every turn. Criminal trials for one of those candidates. Young voters who are angry. The Campaign Moment podcast from The Washington Post gives you what matters. I'm Aaron Blake, and I'm covering my 10th election cycle. My colleagues and I have insights that you won't find anywhere else. So follow the Campaign Moment right now, wherever you're listening. Scott Miller joins us, longtime baseball writer, New York Times uh, contributor and the co-author of 90% Mental, which, of course, that's baseball. Yogi Berra said it's what... Uh, 50% physical, 75% mental. I think that's what he said. Or maybe he said 90% mental. Um, Scott, let, let, let's start with kind of elephant in the room. Trevor Bauer is, uh, I guess, going to be suspended for seven days. What do you think about how Major League Baseball is handling what can only be termed as a, a bizarre, bizarre allegations? Not because the allegations themselves aren't damning, but we have text messages. We have some knowledge. There, This is just... I feel like I know way too much. Yeah, it's an ugly, ugly. Uh, uh, the accusations, a couple pictures have been released of of the woman, uh, the, the the lady with uh, you know scratches in her face. Basically, looks like it's been beaten. I don't want to say to a pulp, but it's it's ugly. Um, a couple things. One, let me, if I could, Doug, clear up one quick thing. So. It, baseball hasn't suspended Trevor Bauer. What it, it was a procedural move. Um, in a case like this, they, MLB has the option to place a player on a – it's basically a seven-day administrative leave. And it's, what that does is it buys time to continue to investigate domestic violence uh, uh, in, you know, uh, accusations and – so because this is an ongoing police investigation, the Pasadena police, and because there's a temporary restraining order out, um, and not to mention all this salacious, salacious public uh, uh, stuff that's out there in the public right now, um, baseball, I think, eventually, the, the, they need time to investigate. It, then he can be suspended for domestic violence uh, improprieties. Um, and it, he doesn't have to be charged. So the baseball's investigation, in a way, is separate than the police. They can still suspend Bauer if they find information. So the seven-day leave right now, it's almost like a cooling-off process. They put him over there in his own area. And at least it prevents the ugly. It was going to be so such a bad look if he started on Sunday, July 4th, for the Dodgers in Washington, D.C., while the police investigation, the accusations are going on. That that was not going to be a good look for the Dodgers or baseball. All right, uh, then that, guy, that gives me a chance to, to give my own kind of uh, first opening statement, which is Scott Miller joining us from Bleach Report, um, which which is this. in I, I have no tolerance for domestic violence, violence against yep. any, any man, woman, a child, of course. 
Um, that said, uh, his attorney released or some, you know, he said basically like, look, we have corroborating evidence with text yep. messages where this was whatever physical kind of altercation, sexual act that occurred, like this is actually what she wanted. And then there were the text messages which have been floating around on social media, which appear, which appear to vindicate him. But so how do you, how, how do they walk this kind of ginger line there, right? Where it's like you, you want to appear um, to be not only sympathetic, but also vigilant against domestic violence. But this doesn't appear here to have occurred based upon the evidence that has so far been put before us. Right. And yeah, you're right. It's, it's, I mean, it's, 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 it's going to take a little while. And the question is, Doug, you know, in kind of a, he said, she said behind closed doors, you know, can you ever get to the truth? So to your point, uh, yes, Bowers people have released text messages purportedly between him and her in which she says, you know, give me the pain or something like that. Now in her police interview and in the stuff, the police investigation, uh, her point is I may have asked for some pain or whatever, but I never asked to be knocked unconscious. I never asked for stuff to be done to me while I was unconscious. So that's part of it as well. And the police, uh, interesting, there's the, the, the lieutenant in Pasadena that's in charge of the investigation, I believe her name's Carolyn Gordon, was quoted in, uh, in, in a story earlier today in USA Today in which she said there's been, in the six weeks we've been investigating, since we started, there's been some new information that were some new leads and some new information that we're investigating. Now, obviously, she didn't spell out what it was, and that that's a big question mark, too, because you're right. It doesn't seem as simple as Bowers people are trying to make it when they say, well, look, here's some text messages. She asked for pain. The, the, the thing that I find really in, interesting in this just – it's just a horrific case – but the police lieutenant today saying there has been some new information come up. So, you know, I don't know, you know, who knows what that is. If it's, you know, and I don't even want to speculate, but the fact that she said there's new information that's come up since they started investigating six weeks ago leads you to believe that there's some more stuff being looked at that's not yet out in the public domain. Mm. Mm. All right, let's talk some baseball, shall we? Um, how do you fix the Yankees? Well, <laughs> I think among other things, and, it, and they're going, they're, they're at a crossroads right now in their season. You know, they're down in fourth place. There's way too, a couple things. They're way too one dimensional. They're, they're, they, they're a team constructed for, for sluggers. And what happens is the way this team is built, Doug, is there's way too many strikeouts up and down the lineup. It, you know, it's like rock'em, sock'em robots. You know, if they don't hit a home run, there's not much else there. So there's all those strikeouts. And then secondly, they're, they're, you know, 
their 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 base running this year has not been good, and they've run into too many outs, and that plays into part of what I just said. It's home runs or nothing, and fine if you get the three run homer, great. But if you don't get homers, one reason they they can't produce rallies to win is because a what I said too many strikeouts in the lineup, and b the bad base running. They run into too many outs. So and that snuffed out some potential rallies along the way as well. So, you know, it's more in the way the team is constructed right now than it is anything manager Aaron Boone is or isn't doing. That said, I mean, we know the first change that are always made is the manager. It is kind of just fascinating to watch. Um, okay, let, 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 me, let, let me ask you about Jacob deGrom. I know they lost... Uh, but 14 more strikeouts, and with with Major League Baseball doing everything in their power to kind of even the playing field with the with the substance substance yep. alert, right? Um, is this this feels like the last time I've seen somebody as dominant as Degrom was Pedro in his prime? Am I missing somebody else who is this level of dominant? No, I think that Pedro's a really good comparison. I mean, maybe Clayton Kershaw a couple of years back around 2011, 2012, but uh, yeah, Pedro's, I think, pretty apt. I mean, Jacob deGrom is just, you know, phenomenal. And to your point about the crackdown in pitchers using illegal substances, um, those that are going to continue to dominate, and deGrom right now is doing that, they're gonna his his aura is gonna grow even greater because I mean look at a couple of, of the the ace type peers of Degroms in the last couple of weeks since baseball has cracked down Garrett Cole two or three years ago he was all that with the Houston Astros um, he's become a mere mortal now that you can't use stuff to help spin the ball and there are others out there as well yet Degrom continues unabated and that i think is only going to add to his legacy and i mean what a, a a phenomenal phenomenal pitcher he is how do we uh how how do we deal with the astros considering last year was the year in which they were supposed to pay their penance and fans were going to be all over them and they didn't get a chance to uh and altuve had a, had a terrible year now the fans are back but so are the Astros that run differential-wise. They're the best team in baseball. How'd they flip this thing around so quickly? <laughs> yeah, and they weren't supposed to be here, right? I mean, George Springer left as a free agent, signed with Toronto. Garrett Cole two years ago to the Yankees. Justin Verlander's out. I mean, it, you know, all these defections and, and injuries the Astros have had kind of lulled people to sleep, I think, thinking, well, the Astros' heyday is over with now, and, and yet they come roaring back and uh, – you know, a couple of things. They've got some good young pitching, guys like Urquidy. But, you know, what we were talking about just a minute ago, Doug, with the Yankees and all those strikeouts in the lineup, the Astros are the anti-Yankees in that they have the fewest strikeouts in their lineup of any team in baseball. They're striking out less than anybody. And that's why they're they're able to win. Their offense is able to go. They don't just rely on the home run. It's actually... You know, on many nights, it's like old-fashioned baseball where, you know, you get a, a, ba- a base hit, and there's a double, and then maybe a home run, and maybe there's another double. And it, they, they got contact hitters that are putting the ball in play, and it's it, they're, they're doing really well. And 
corollary to that is Dusty Baker. Who knows? Maybe he'll end up uh, finally getting a World Series ring that's eluded him for his uh, his 70-plus years so far. Uh, You covered the Padres for years, but to see this level of talent, this level of talent wearing Padres, they've always had a guy or two, but, I mean, you have some ridiculous, ridiculous talent. I I know you've covered the Padres for years. What's it like to watch this group out there in those uniforms? Right, and and I'm still based down in San Diego. That's where I live, so you're right. To to, to have, let's just say, reaction watching the Padres on a nightly basis, the reaction of friends I have in town, neighbors that live on my street that all of a sudden are paying attention to the Padres. It's been, it's fun to watch. I mean, these, it's a fun team and the reaction in town, especially because as you know, it's not, it's not been that long since the NFL's chargers bolted town to move up the road to LA. And you know, everybody in San Diego took that personally. And so now the Padres, kind of the only game in town and it's it's nice to see them step up and and put together this kind of team and you know i mean fernando tetis jr you can't say enough about him i mean this guy's one of the greatest young talents i've ever seen you know um i mean you know he's kind of the next thing after mike we all talked about mike trout but he's starting the all-star game next to, uh, two tuesdays from now in denver and he's the first Padre to be voted to start in the All-Star Game since Tony Gwynn way back yeah. in 1999. Yeah. I think, I think Shohei Otani is that level of star. But, yes. yes. But, but he does not have the panache of uh, Fernando Tatis and, and the showmanship of it. And it, it completely works for his personality, whereas Otani's style works for his personality. The, the two, two of the incredible five or ten remarkable talents that the sport has. Scott, thanks so much for joining us. Great insight. We'll continue to, to, to track this Bauer situation. Thanks for being our guest on Fox Sports Radio. My pleasure, Doug. Always fun talking with you. Take care. Be sure to catch the live edition of the Doug Gottlieb Show weekdays at 3 p.m. Eastern, noon Pacific on Fox Sports Radio and the iHeartRadio app. What up with you, Doug Gottlieb Show, Fox Sports Radio. Okay, here's what I'm going to do. I'm going to explain to you the biggest problem that we have as Americans. Okay. We have as Americans, especially in dealing with the Olympics and their rules and their way of doing things. Okay. So there's a couple things that have happened and one, I don't know the answer to, but I mean, I'm sure it'll, it'll appear here very, very shortly, but, um, but, but they're all kind of related. They're all kind of related. I'm, I'm going to give you this most recent story. Okay. There's, there's a, a female sprinter, by the way, whose name's uh, Shakari Richardson, super talented, probably would have won the hundred meter dash. And she's not going to be able to participate in the hundred meter dash because she popped positive for, uh, for marijuana at the Olympic trials. And so she'll be, it's, it's like a month suspension. And, um, and because of that month long suspension, be, you know, again, because the devil is always in the details. She'll miss that. Now what's weird is now buyer, she'll be able to race in the relays. Dan's doing something else. They'll be able to race in the relays though, which is a weird kind of loophole uh, that, that does in fact exist. Anyway, 
Gavin, you can explain it. Go ahead. Uh, my understanding is it's about the length of time, and by the because the relays are towards the end of the Olympics, her she will be able to race at that time. Right. So, um, it's fascinating, right? Like the month had they had the Olympic trials for the hundred meter dash, like a week earlier, she would have been okay, right? Because she accepted a one month suspension. But because she didn't, not okay. Like that's it's crazy. But she only misses the hundred meter dash. Right? There's there's more to it than though than just just that kind of story, right? Um, there's also this one. I I found this one to be super interesting as well. Just in a related, not related sort of sort of thing. Okay, that um, that. The athlete act so so the International Olympic Committee has new rules allowing competitors at the games in Tokyo to express their views on issues before their events, but not on the field or on the medal stand or during the ceremonies. So what happens is you'll hear from people like the New York. So this is from Andrew Kay of the New York Times. The separation of sports and politics has long been one most carefully protected and fiercely debated. The values of the Olympic Games rules exist. The police and divide the athletes uh, and, and excuse me, rules exist to police and divide that divide. And athletes have been punished, even ejected for the games for breaking them on Friday in a move reflecting the influence of rem, uh, of a remarkable ongoing outpouring of activism from athletes the International Olympic Committee released new guidelines offering Olympians a chance to express their views on the field of play before the start of competition, including athlete introductions. Under new rules, athletes competing this month at the Summer Games in Tokyo will theoretically be allowed to wear an article of clothing, a shirt with a slogan or a glove, for example, or make a symbolic gesture to express their views on an issue before the start of events. They still will not be allowed to conduct any sort of demonstration on the field of play on the podium during medal ceremonies in the Olympic athletes village or at the opening and closing ceremonies of the game. So it's a small symbolic gesture. My thoughts are as follows. We like very much for everyone in the rest of the world to think as we do. And we struggle very much to understand that the rest of the world does not think like we do. We also, and this really is with our activism side, you know, what we've long seen from people who want to change the world is, hey, our voices are not heard, right? That's what you're saying. Our voices are not heard. We want to be heard. Here's the problem with true free speech. Your free speech should be heard, should be validated. But you have to understand that not everybody agrees with you. And if you want to open up to political demonstrations, you have to understand that a good portion of the world doesn't actually like us. You do realize that, right? Like we will have, you will see columns and tweets and posts about how you can't believe that at the Olympics, you can't demonstrate for whatever you want it to be against the national anthem for black lives matter for 
uh, freedom for any people who are oppressed, anti-China, whatever you want. You do understand, like I, I want to help you understand this, that other countries and other legitimate citizens of those countries don't like us. And so if you're going to offer up, okay, if you're going to offer up that my thoughts in our country and this way of life is the best and most acceptable way of life, and we are going to speak up for, you're going to have the opposite side also be allowed to speak. Also be allowed to speak. We don't, as a country, believe in, or I don't, and I think as a country we do do not, though some people, there are a small mind, very, 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 very small minority. We don't as a country believe in white supremacy or supremacy of any race above another. It's not always the case in every country. It's just not. If athletes are allowed to protest against China, there are Chinese athletes that like their country. And whether it's real or created by their government, there can be anti-American protests. Our government has not always acted in our best interest or done things in which that we all agree with. And some of those be, would be brought to bear. There are international fights that have gone on for years or centuries even. Do you want that in your field of play? Do you want every time somebody gets a medal? And then, oh yeah, by the way, what if you're the person who you represent the United States of America and you don't want to protest. You just want to put your hand over your head, uh, heart and celebrate the fact that a lifetime of work ended up with you as a gold, silver, or bronze medal recipient, right? That is your right. The problem is that the outspoken portion of athletes will tell you, no, 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 you're either with us or being silent means you're okay with the status quo. That's like not the case. I'm allowed to not speak my mind about my religious background by my sexual orientation or by my belief in government or police or whatever. I'm allowed to say nothing. That's part of the freedom of speech. You have the right to remain silent. Okay, it's a Miranda Act, but you know what I mean. So I, I think you're going to hear from people, and this this goes hand in hand with Shakari Richardson. Our morals, our values, our beliefs, for the most part, tell you like, are we really testing for weed? Why are we testing for weed still? Because in America, and in many countries, but in America now, in I was in Portland, Maine three nights ago, and there's a the, the only lines outside of stores are weed stores, right? And and I understand she has been through a lot emotionally, personally, with the death, I believe, of her mother. I got it. But the rules are that if you pass a certain certain threshold for the amount of THC in your system. You can be disqualified from competition. You can be ruled ineligible for future competition, which is what happened. And she knew that. And she's admitted to knowing that. And so I can be sympathetic towards her life, but I'm not sympathetic towards what happens in the field of play. You know the rules. You violate the rules. There has to be some sort of ramification. You know? It's like I get... I get geniuses on, what about you and credit cards? And yeah, I violated the rules of our society. No matter what I'm going through as a person. And I lost a scholarship 
to one of the greatest institutions on earth because of it. I would say that's pretty harsh. Plus, apparently, 26 years later, it, it, it hurt you so badly you want to bring it up. Like, okay. Look, Shakari Richardson is not a victim here. She's not. You know, there's an expression in the NFL, and it works in this case as well. The drug test is not a drug test. It's an IQ test. If you're dumb enough to fail it when you know that it's coming, well, that's on you, buddy. It's called personal responsibility. And, and what we do, instead of accepting personal responsibility and go, okay, I did it. It sucks. What do I have to do to make it right? What is the fine? What is the suspension? What is the punishment? Instead of that, we, get, we lash out and go like, well, this is dumb to test for marijuana. Like, it is dumb. But that's the rule. What you should have done was for the last couple of years or for the last year, once they knew them, once you knew that you're going to have the Olympics and that this was still going to be ruled this year, why not form a, a band of athletes, okay, who get together and go, can we change this rule? It's not a performance dancing drug. There's very limited studies that, that say otherwise. Can we get this thing changed? Because it just makes sense. You didn't do that. This goes hand in hand with the Reggie Bush thing. I love Reggie Bush. He was a great player. He was deserving based upon his play of winning the Heisman Trophy. Lots of people at Texas were like, well, Vince Young should have won it. Look what he did in the national championship game. That's not when they voted on it. The last game they played before the Heisman Trophy, Vince Young played poorly against Texas A&M in a win. Reggie Bush was far and away the best player in college football on the field against UCLA. That's what happened. He won the Heisman Trophy. Now, he gave it back. I wouldn't have given it back. Like I don't know. But he gave it back because he was deemed to be ineligible because his father, his stepfather was, was taking money from a guy named Lloyd Lake. I still think that's got to be a fake name. Reggie Bush wouldn't meet with the NCAA, which caused USC to get put on much harsher probation. USC, Reggie Bush has never come out and said, you know what, I did it. It was wrong at, at the time. I wish athletes could get paid like they can get paid now, but I knew they couldn't. I knew what was going on at home and I drove a car that I shouldn't have driven. I made a mistake. I'm sorry. Never said that. Never said that. Of course, I think that Reggie Bush should have his Heisman and OJ Simpson shouldn't, but all of OJ Simpson's criminal behavior and alleged criminal behavior and civil and, and civilly, whatever, whatever, all the things that he's done, I mean, he did in his 50s, 60s, and 70s. It didn't affect his eligibility as a football player, or at least that we know of. So there, there's actually a logic behind it. But the bigger thing is this. We try and implore our values on other people that do not value the exact same thing. And that's okay. And this is not our, the Olympic Games are not set, the rules are not set by the United States uh, of America on Twitter. That's not how it works. It's not how it works. And if you don't like it, if you don't, then don't, don't participate. If you want to change the rules, well, then make us think about it. Get on TV, get with the U.S. Olympic Committee and have them buy in and say, and eventually the U.S. Olympic Committee says, hey, we're not going unless this rule is changed. Then guess what will happen? It'll change. You know why? Because they make most of their money off of our TV rights. So... I, I would like to be sympathetic towards athletes 
who want to protest, but that's not what the Olympics are about. And if you think it's okay for American athletes to protest what's going on at home, first of all, I don't think it's right for athletes to protest what's going on at home when they're at the Olympics because you represent the United States of America. But if you think it's, it's that athletes should be allowed to protest anything that's going on in the world, just understand a lot of people will be protesting the United States of America. And there are people that don't believe in the values that you have. And if you open it up to complete free speech, like a free speech zone, guess what? Some of those things that come out of it, you're not going to like, and neither are the rest of the athletes. And that's going to, that's going to, that's going to divide people. Like what divides the world? Politics and religion, right? And the Olympic committee is like, yeah, let's just take the politics out of it. Let's just do that. How about we do that? Yeah, let's do that. Sounds reasonable. Sounds reasonable. Be sure to catch the live edition of the Doug Gottlieb Show weekdays at 3 p.m. Eastern, noon Pacific on Fox Sports Radio and the iHeartRadio app. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. Open a limited-time 11-month certificate at Kemba Financial Credit Union. At 5.25% APY, it's more than triple the national average, plus it's a safe and secure way to grow your money. Visit your local branch or kemba.org slash cd for details. Offer expires May 31st, 2024. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. $500 minimum and $250,000 maximum deposit. Advantage status required. Comparison based on bank rate average. Federally insured by NCUA. Zumo Play is your destination for endless entertainment. With a diverse lineup of 350-plus live channels, movies, and full TV series, you'll easily find something to watch right away. And the best part? It's all free. Love music? Get lost in the 90s with iHeart 90s. Dance away with hip-hop beats and more on the iHeart Radio music channels. No logins, no signups, no accounts, no hassle. So what are you waiting for? Start streaming at play.xumo.com or download from the app and Google Play stores today. All you can stream with Zumo Play.